Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the All World Leaves of Warmer Fantasy podcast for now. I'm Christopher and with me tonight I have Niklas. Hello. And Morton. Yes. We did invite the other ones, but uh, they felt a bit too uh, fancy and didn't want to show up. Oh, presentations for work. Mur. It's my birthday. <laughs> huh? uh. Oh, I've got friends, so... Mm. I'm going to celebrate my birthday by playing games. I yeah. think, what was it, like Chaos Dwarfs versus Empire or something like that? Exactly. <laughs> the heck? Oh, poor, poor mm. Jimmy. Mm. Having to Oh, Skaven plus Chaos versus Empire plus Dwarfs, so not Chaos Dwarfs that were just listed on top of each ah. other in the chat. That's why I misremembered. But uh, <laughs> I almost got excited there. If it was Chaos Dwarfs, I would have excused them, but now... Mm. Yeah. But, but anyway, happy birthday to Jimmy, and Jens didn't say anything, so we can't really say anything to him. And Only happy birthday, Jens, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just and be the, sure. And happy making of a presentation for work. Christopher. Crow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I mention... wonder what it is like. <laughs> how va- <laughs> how vampire accounts help you be more productive at work? A three-step presentation, but I don't know. I think it's just bought bought one of those uh, work from home things that you put your mouse on that keeps it moving, so it looks like you never go uh, away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that will be even kind of like transparent in a way, right? Like. Who can constantly move their mouse around like this all the time? <laughs> Very suspicious. Yeah, there's there's that, there's that. <laughs> okay, what do we got in store for tonight? Well, first off, I think uh, we have to be honest and uh, admit that this will no longer be a warm podcast. It will be a, a Middle Earth battle thing podcast because, uh, <laughs> so, well, we, so we don't really know why. We just alert whatever thing game. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah. because we had we had a, a chat before the, we recorded tonight, and we realized that this should really be a Middle Earth uh, strategy battle game <laughs> podcast. Uh, the Don't Lose Your Head podcast will uh, further on be a warmer podcast, and uh, the heresy content from uh, Don't Lose Your Head will move to a separate podcast, just to be as annoying as possible. <laughs> it's a network. <laughs> for now, you can yeah. get free access for only ten dollars a month. And we got a franchise podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but all jokes aside, uh... man, we should have had Krell on tonight just to talk about the short. Uh, we it wouldn't have been shortly, but we should have talked about the Rings of Power. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we I... had a plan. We had a plan just to invite him on, have him talk for about an hour, and then get about uh, five to eight minutes actually usable content out of it. <laughs> Not also, much, but I... it's honest work. Yeah. Also, I did watch the entirety of the Rings of Power yesterday, and uh, well, the pacing is really off in that show. Okay. It was but like are, they have heard no one in charge of pacing. Are all yeah. op- episodes out then already? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, but is it like because I haven't watched it? So, without saying anything else, what would you say? Is it worth watching it? Or that depends on your level of uh, involvement in your made-up reliance on uh, having to know everything about Tolkien and his stuff. Yeah. But just as <laughs> I, oh, say that say that I didn't know anything about Tolkien. Would I then be like, oh this is a fun fantasy show? Or is mm. it oh, yeah it, it is a fun fantasy show. The pacing is a bit off. Mm. Uh, and they and I think the three of us could probably make better props for most of the characters. <laughs> so I have no idea why that show cost like a billion to make. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Half of that must just be rights for actually using the <laughs> state. Because some some of the props looks so terribly bad that they would fit in in like season one to five of uh, Stargate SG one. Ah, like LARP yeah. level props and lower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could probably buy them at uh, Faro Cigarer in Copenhagen. <laughs> Maybe that's where they went. Yeah. Okay, I will. We'll see if I give it a shot or not. But, mm. I can say. Uh, Amazon, the Amazon uh, Prime TV thing. Mm. It isn't the most expensive of uh, uh, streaming services. The quality is good. Uh, the, the writing is okay. I love some of the characters that are just l- lovely characters, especially the Harfoots, the proto hobbits. Uh-huh. They're just lovely. Mm. And uh, yeah, I can recommend watching it if you're not too involved that you get yeah. anno- get annoyed by it. 
yeah i i might or, i might give it a try uh, i did ha i had a friend earlier today who said who had watched it and was like oh man this is so good it's much better than uh the trilogy lord of the rings uh and i was so offended even though i haven't watched you it i was what? like you you what the 17 uh oscars trilogy <laughs> lord of the rings is that what you're referring to <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, I, might, agree with that I mean, if you would have just said like, "Oh, this is better than I thought," then I would be like, "Okay, hmm, maybe I'll give it a shot." Now I feel like I need to watch it out of spite and try to find every bad thing and just <laughs> constantly send it to him. Like Peter but, Jackson would never have done this. <laughs> on the other hand, Peter Jackson was about as bad with the pacing in the Lord of the Rings movie compared to the books, obviously. And if he would have oh, just yeah. filmed the books as they were written, they would be be terrible films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah well. Oh, it took them two and a half years to walk. Oh, how fun. We're going to film every two and a half years or something like yes. that. And, and include... All... Have... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and half the movie is just songs <laughs> that they're singing. Okay, but uh, but yeah. that's, that's right. So, but we're all going to start uh, uh, playing Middle-Earth, uh, the, the board game now, the tabletop game, right? That's what we, we wanted just, to do. I think we should just settle on playing a game of chess with uh, yeah. Middle-earth uh, <laughs> related oh. minutes on it. Okay, wait, how does that work we're, with games? We're going to fulfill yeah. a prophecy and becoming a Middle-earth podcast. So no, 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 but, 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 you don't but, 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 but Niklas, but, but do, do Games Workshop still have like the, the you know, the license to make, I mean, they made the Hobbit uh, models, right? Yes. Do you think they will make anything for Rings of Power or is that just a separate, we'll have to I make a deal that... with Amazon or something? Yeah, I think you have to make a deal with the production company that bought the rights for the Second Age from the Tolkien Estate. Ah, okay. It's a separate. It's so weird, like, oh, here's a whole Time Age. You can just just, just buy off the Second Age. <laughs> oh, it's, it's weird. Yeah, but like, like I say, it it is watchable. It was way above what I expected. And okay. having seen other adaptations that uh, Amazon has made, for instance, uh, the Dragon what is it called the robert jordan books Ah, oh, wheel of time yeah the wheel of time the dragon reborn all of that and uh that is unwatchable after like four minutes into the first episode <laughs> it's so incredibly bad well that's impressive <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the... yeah but back to yeah back to fantasy yeah uh, let's go to let's go to our safe to, uh... space we need to discuss uh, the the latest uh, update from uh, Warhammer community. Ooh, it's alive! Oh, mean, it's alive! You mean they're, they've actually mentioned anything? They're actually admitting that the game exists? <laughs> so, like, yeah, this the thing. Like, uh, it was it was like it was small but full of information, kind of. Yeah. So, so obviously, half of the internet hated that that uh, little note. Yeah, and then like. A quarter like oh this is fantastic and then someone like yeah, hmm, yeah okay i mean what's uh, there to hate besides like oh we want obviously want more news but do they uh, not like people, the people were hating on it because oh they're using artwork of factions that no one wants to play like bretonian and Tonkings. yeah what what are they so, talking about and yeah, and they didn't uh, mention that everyone would get a free starter box or something. I'm not sure what they w wanted from that <laughs> presentation. That is, uh, I mean, no, we're still working on it. It might be out sometime next year, probably, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, see, just seeing that artwork made me want to start a Bretonia and Tomb King's army. So I think, yeah, I think it so, was great. Like, it was, it was full of content. I mean, first of all, they they said like we we haven't posted a lot since we we're busy, which could be like just a bullshit excuse. Uh, and then they were saying that they are, they're like play testing the rules and oh. uh, they're designing new models. And then they gave us the artwork of uh, a Bretonian or two Bretonians, a present and a knight, mm. Tomb Kings and Greenskins. And then showed us more of the map. So yeah. like people were like, like, oh, they're just going to show us a new map. That's it. Like people were really like negative even before it came out. And then yeah. when it dropped, like. So many people were just pissed, like, what, this is what we got? Just, like, four pictures and another map? And then you write, like, well, did you even read the article? And, like, no, not really. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Like, it says they're, they're playtesting the rules, which is, yeah. like, big. Like, they have a, a rule set, and they, yeah. they're, like, playtesting it. And 
they're designing new models, which means that they're not just like re-releasing old models. So they're like making new ones and releasing like artwork of Britonia and Tomb Kings means oh, yeah. that they're did... in the game. When like, did they last get models? Brit- yeah. Britonia got their last models in the sixth edition oh, yeah. with a lo- with a book. Mm-hmm. And Tomb Kings, have... they they must have had a lot of old models, right? Yeah, and then they got uh, the. Uh... Big boy stuff in eighth edition. Yeah, they, yeah the, the monster monstrous constructs and uh, the the tomb guard plastic in eighth yeah. as well. But but, but like use... the the big thing is like in the beginning people thought it was just be like a small scale game that they would release like Empire Civil War and like, oh probably would be with Kislev as well because it shows some artwork from that mm-hmm. and oh maybe it will have some orcs but now it, like it seems like it's gonna be a very big release. And people just like they're pissed because they're not given more. Like, w- what what do people want? They yeah. probably want it... to see the start a starter box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in the first in the first paragraph of the interview with Andy, it's it's been quite a while since the last update. But that's how you know we've been extra busy. Well, that we don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> our miniatures, desi- miniatures designers, painters, writers, illustrators, and graphic designers have all been engaged in a period of industrious activity getting new miniatures signed and the main rule book written play tested lavishly illustrated and laid out oh yeah mm. that's that's uh, something you say that's something that you just can't say but that also means there's work being done and i know people just yeah but which, which when it is set when is it set uh, why is it set in that year why that period why not just put it in the end times but skip the end times because mm. yeah. that's eighth edition yeah yeah we already <laughs> have that um yeah. And having, what is, yeah. Yeah. having and having a few hundred years before the end end of day, so to speak, of the setting, gives for a great scope of exploring different uh, campaigns, different uh, battles, the entire yeah. the war against chaos mm. with Magnus the Pious, which is after the the age of three emperor, emperors, and I'm 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 at least still thinking that they are going to do. Some campaign books that are exploring other major conflicts. This it is Forge World, after all, or well, quote unquote Forge World. We, mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's the specialist special games studios. But uh, I think we we all still think about when Forge World is doing the cool stuff and nothing, not yeah. the main studios. <laughs> but so, what what do you guys think about the artwork and the, the style of it? Um, so I like I I love the, the old black and white of like Karl Topinski. That's like peak warmer art for me, but like this is really good because it's kind of the same style, but it's, but it's in color, and mm-hmm. it's like way better than most of the art that I've seen of recent Games Workshop. Because mm-hmm. like I don't know, like a lot of new Games Workshop stuff, like in 40k and into Sigmar, just seems like I don't know, lazy color plates, mm-hmm. and like no very dynamic stuff. Like this is really cool. I like it. I feel like it's uh, very realistic, or you know, trying to be. It looked like something that could be just out of some sort of history book. You know, like, oh, look at these uh, actual knights of some place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, is a very different uh, style from some of the editions. I mean, it's, uh, you know, blank, when uh, John Blanche made the illustrations, it's, of course, very different from that. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, it's also very similar to, like, the old models. Like, the Bretonian knight looks very much like the 6th edition knight and the... Yeah. The chariot and also the boar boy, like they look yeah. very close to the model. So, like that also makes me think that they will re-release a large part of the the old models, mm. which yeah, is another of, huge thing. Some of those models are still really great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be mad at them for like, oh look, they're reusing this. I mean, <laughs> I doubt they would. I wish they would reuse the older stuff. Like this is why yeah. I'm why I'm still sitting painting them now because they're awesome. Yeah. It's like the the orc boar riders that I bought, right? So, which they must have released quite recently because they're really good. I mean, because you have the the old boar riders, you know, everyone knows that iconic old boar, right? <laughs> it's very compact, uh, and then you have these ones that have, are quite dynamic and they look kind of different with you know the whole face and everything. It's a very different type of boar, uh, and they must have been released quite newly because it's multi part plastic kit, but. It, you just can't buy it anymore. And I don't know why they, why did they discontinue that when they 
still have you know dark elves and uh, some models that are quite new the only well the only reason could be that they were releasing these new boar riders for H of sigmar and maybe yeah. it was out of competition um, but that's uh, mainly why stuff has been going missing from like the cities of sigmar section yeah. on the, the website it is, is when something has been released for uh, like a new faction like, and uh, all of those models have been pulled into that faction or made, made new and the other older kits that were used as those models are discontinued instead. Oh, yeah. But all of these artworks, I just mentioned, they look like they've been pulled directly out of uh, one of the old army books. Mm. Even both in color and they would probably look great in black and white, which they also were in the old army books as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a, very, a, a mu- very mature sort of Warhammer fantasy, I guess. Maybe, uh, yeah, it's uh, to cater to the audience who have grown mature <laughs> with the game. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> very interesting to see like what they will drop, and Chris said if they'll drop like campaign books or like how they they'll lay it out. Mm. Yeah, I'm think I'm hoping campaign books. Otherwise, if they were actually gonna do uh, go into the uh, war against chaos, and all of a sudden you don't focus, you only focus on the battles in Kislev. You would have a total of three elves there. <laughs> sure, it's Teclis and his uh, his friends, but there's still only three elves. Given the Age of Sigmar models, I can imagine these three taking off half the board with their f- huge bases and flying, you know, levitating grounds or something. I don't know. <laughs> just uh, one of them just uh, float is lifting a tower from one of the, from the city walls of uh, Prague and just tossing over across the table. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I think they they did like I, I I wasn't really there to play it to remember it, but I think they did sixth edition pretty well. That they uh, released a couple of campaign books, like they released Shadows of Albion and uh, the Lustria book. But they could probably like do more now because they're churning out like new shit for forty k every f- three months. It seems like yeah, yeah. If they six would build up, they could work. Yeah, Sixted had uh, Dark Shadows, which is a Albion one. That was the summer campaign. Then you got Storm of Chaos, and you got uh, the entire entirety of the General's Compendium for that. Mm. And that was make your own <laughs> damn campaigns. <Yeah. laughs> we, we've given you a few great ones. You just make your own. Or take the ones from Fifted and just adapt them with these rules in the General's Compendium so you can make uh, Sixted campaigns out of them. Mm. They, uh, sure yeah. they also mentioned in the article that, like, 2023 uh, is the like the the anniversary year, forty years is it? Is yeah. It oh. Yeah. Oh, they just casually said that in the article, eh? Yeah. Well, and the, more. It the, says more, more. More updates more, in 2023. Yeah. Mm. More to come. So that's it for now. But stay tuned to the Warhammer Community website for more information throughout 2023, which is of course the fortieth birthday year of the venerable game of Warhammer. Mm. So hopefully, like coincidence. Uh, well, I think everything has been pushed back a few years from the for the from the release schedule that they had before the pandemic. But maybe, yeah, yeah. Like it would be really cool if they release it next year. Uh, yeah. They might. I mean, I think like Heresy Two was like super under wraps for a long time, and like people kind of knew it was coming. But even then, like they didn't even announce that the second version was coming, and then you just felt like instantly they release it like oh yeah next month we're releasing heresy 2.0 like, yeah okay <laughs> but something tells me that would have been supposed to be released a bit earlier if it wasn't for the pandemic yeah and uh maybe they just wanted to make sure they had enough stock so they didn't have to curse city it <laughs> yeah yeah but when did they announce the game 2019 or oh, that it was coming back yeah I think it's 2019. Maybe. Ages ago. Yeah, but they did say, like, back then, that it would take, like, several years. And, I mean, uh, like, when they yeah. announced it, that's kind of when yeah. I recently started with 6th. Yeah, it's uh, about uh, the 15th of November, I think, uh, 2019. Okay. Was the uh, everything comes round again, even squares. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> since then... Like I've been playing fantasy all the time, and like I'm, like my excitement has not died off, mm-hmm. uh, and I, like I'm like playing all the time, building new armies. Like I got some models on my table right now that I'm painting. Uh, 
<laughs> and like I'm just like enjoying playing fantasy again. And then this thing like in the background, like every time they like release some news about it, it's just like a bonus. So I, I'm happy the way it is now, and this is just like a bonus. And I'm really excited for the new game because uh, I mean, hopefully, it will bring the the different gaming groups together because like people are playing all kinds of editions right now. Yeah, and that would just be great to like be able to take your buddy. I'll be able to play with Morten. We won't have to yes. like fight to the death first. Like, will we play six or eight? Uh, and we'll always have like a, a common rule set, and then a bunch of new cool models. I'm super excited for the the new Kistel models. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, I think I've mentioned it this before. The worst thing that comes out of this uh, the whole world is release is that we might get some new models. That's the worst worst thing. That's the base level of what can happen. If the, yeah. if the rule set is great. That's even better, but we, mm. at least we're gonna get some cool, good, cool models. Because mm. despite what some people think, older rules that still manage to exist after something new is released. Yes, it's crazy. Which, some people seem to forget that when they get a bit mad on the internet. Mm. Yeah. I think that like some people that play the old editions are afraid that if the rules are bad, then people still play it, even though like the rules aren't that great. Instead of going back to the, the older editions, because I kind of feel like that because playing 40k, I mm. started dabbling a bit in 40k uh, in this Escalation League. And like, I'm already pretty sick of the rules. And they're, we're playing like super small games, like 500 and 750 points. And there's just so many rules and so many like trap cards and shit. Like, oh, but wait, this unit has this ability and then I can modify it by doing this thing. And it's just like, it's a really small game, and it just takes forever because there's so many fucking special rules and just ruins the game. And I'm just thinking, like, man, I would really like to play fourth or fifth edition 40k instead that I yeah. used to play yeah. because it's just like a better game. It flows better. It's more fun to play. This is just bullshit. I agree I, with that. <laughs> and I hope that won't happen in fantasy. Like the new game will be shit, but people will still play it because it's the the latest one, mm. like eighth edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, pe- people still play ninth edition. So. The yeah. ninth age or the ninth edition? Yeah. Well, that depends on uh, what which because there are two, but both are fan made. Yeah. But uh, I just have to. I know Luke sent in something to us on Twitter and said that uh, at least someone would be happy with this map, and that that someone isn't on the podcast tonight. Sadly, but uh, they have included Sudanland as a province in, of the empire. Ooh, yeah. sweet! And Visenland got their own uh, uh, shield and everything on the map, so they are actually. Oh, they're not really, fucked up. No, but Sudanland mm-hmm. is still existing in on this map. Okay. And what did you say, Nicholas? Was it uh, Karakirn as well? Yes, I think so. Either like there are two symbols in that region. Uh, and then a bit to the west, there's Karak Norn as well. Mm-hmm. Sadly, my hold isn't on the map. Karak Asgaras. Yeah, Maybe but you have to play with real holds and not uh, small outposts. No, that's even more of an outpost. It's the <laughs> it's the one that like Vermintide is by. Yeah, I've never played Vermintide. So it's Nicholas, by, uh, Nicholas by wishes he could play with real, real holds. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Vermintide, Darktide <laughs> was great. The meta for Darktide was great. Just want to get it out there. It was awful. No, but that's really just because you couldn't play. Yes. <laughs> I managed to get uh, enough uh, time in, so I got to level 12 with uh, the first character I made. Didn't even bother checking out the other classes. I just played for a veteran shoveler all of the time. Even and, though, uh, like, the little I played of it, I was not super impressed because it was basically Vermintide, but 40k. I've never played Vermintide. Might be why I liked it. <laughs> I think I like the the fantasy setting a bit more. Well, that's good because we got this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so how about you... uh, yeah. the Lord gear? Yeah. Go on. The, 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 what? The what? I was gonna say, say. So how about the LARP gear that we're using in when filming uh, <laughs> the Rings of Power? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think your thing is better, so go with that one. <laughs> what have you guys been up to, Chris? Any hobby progress? Um, I have put the t- tubes, the, the tubes of 
oil paint that I need for my Leviathan on my desk. Oh, yes. So slowly, but uh, yeah, slowly. By Leviathan, I, I guess it's some sort of sea creature for fantasy, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. Not the uh, sea treadnought from uh, the heresy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm working on. I, I'm I'm a bit hesitant to do any larger projects. So I'm just going to finish this one up until I move. It's, because yes. just uh, doing another large project would be a bit uh, stupid at the moment. Come on, Chris. Have to... Make a train piece. Do the, it. Does, does the new apartment have a good place for a hobby area? Yes. I the will have a... will be a hobby area. Yeah. <laughs> the, the new place will have the space for two... Uh, Desks, so I can have a hobby desk and a oh. computer desk, and another hobby. Very desk. nice, and another uh, hobby desk. And if if the pl- if the current plan is uh, still going, uh, I might even have some motorized desks so I can elevate them and so on. Will you have pl- a, a dedicated space for a set up gaming board? And I do have a uh, coffee table that uh, can uh, transform into a 141 by 143 centimeter uh-huh. square dining table which will be perfect for games up to more time size uh, we'll Very need nice. to put uh, we'll need to put down some kind of uh, board to have it uh, for uh, like a six by four hmm. i wonder what would be the optimal thing like a dining table that has sort of a uh that has the gaming table right with hills and everything and then on top you have some sort of glass uh cover that you can put on so you can use it as a normal table and eat on it but then when you play, you just remove this and it's... Oh. Yeah, there, are, there are some lovely tables like that where you have you can have a, oh. like a 6x4 inset in the table and you just put the, the boards of the table on top of it. Oh. But those tables, if you do, do go by actually buying one and not building one yourself, are mm. about the cost of a small car. Or a okay. used <laughs> car. Uh, I'd rather get an extra army, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you want, if you have to, pay, if you have to spend like twenty five, thirty k on a table. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I got a. I passed in woodwork workshop, or what's the the English word for for that class in school where you made little butter knives and stuff. It wasn't that just the storage of children? <laughs> <laughs> Prepare wood, you wood, for some sort of. For, yeah, it's, wood, <laughs> it's woodcraft. Woodcraft prepares yeah, you for ending up in prison or something, where you actually get to do that. For <laughs> it's uh, one of the m- more uh, unnecessary classes where you basically spend three years doing, as you said, uh, button knife and stuff like that. Which Air is mom, why Christmas yeah, gift. The, that's why the textile version of that uh, core cl- class is so much better because you actually learn something that you can use in your day to day life. Yeah, we yeah. made we made real nice. Oh god! Did you make ninja stars? <laughs> no. But you, right. you you lived you lived in the forest, didn't you? I mean, technically, yes. Hey. It was for survival. All the kids have to make a knife. <laughs> but I mean, oh, I keep imagining having that sort of class today, when it's like, oh, I could actually use this knowledge now, and I w- it would be great if I could build a table. But I never learned that back in the day. <laughs> Imagine having access to that sort of uh, uh, classroom now with all the gear and. Oh. I mean, you could, there's you could probably do it like mm-hmm. like comic books or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they they're called evening classes. Hmm. Go more. Learn how Pottery. to make gaming tables. Make okay. insane gaming tables, like ones you can flip. Like, like you'll have a fixed oh. terrain up on the underside, and then you can use swivel it. For yeah. When you... Either that or something suspended from the ceiling with chains. That you just lower, like. But then I guess would it? Yeah, but would it just float around them? I mean, I have. you hit the table, it's like swinging. I'm sure you sure you like swinging, but I had a friend in high school that they had a table like that in their basement for for a train train setup that they just lowered from the ceiling on like four chains, and then they had. I think they had uh, legs that you could, uh, or either you, they had legs that you could put under it, or that, that you could fold down, fold down from it, so you could uh, have it a bit uh, st- more stable on the floor. Wow! Oh. But uh, yeah, other than pa- paint, uh, painting or failing to paint my Leviathan and packing, <laughs> I found so much stuff I didn't know I owned, which is brilliant. Hmm? But uh, I have also made a list for a Sea Guard force. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, 
Yeah. Is it because you, wait? Is it because you found bottles that you could use for this, or uh, uh, I found enough bottles that I could use for this? Okay, nice. You found like forty. Forty Seaguard. Forty of, of your eighty Seaguard. Yeah, I found forty Seaguard, at least forty Seaguard. So yeah, but uh, I start off. Tell us. I start off with a Sea Lord, which is the Lord, obviously, uh, not okay. a level character because it's a two thousand point list. And he has the Master of the Mists, which is the uh, Sea Guard, Sea Rangers, Bolt Throwers, and any characters may shoot uh, after deployment, but before the first turn. And he, he goes. He has Shadow Armor, which is a heavy armor that uh, gains that gives him Scout. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Master of the Mists, uh, which is oh yeah, that one already. It's listed twice for some reason. But I got the Bow of the Seafarer, which is the uh, the it, he shoots like a Bolt Thrower. Oh god! <laughs> cool. And uh, just because I had the points, uh, Amulet of Purifying Flame uh, spells target and bearer unit suffers a minus three on casting roll, which can be useful. It's, it's fifteen points. Then I have a Mist Mage with the spell scrolls and uh, the Merworm. Nice. Because I hope everyone remembers that I actually painted my Merworm last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got to have a Merworm f- with the Seeker list. Yeah, and it's, it's such a lovely, lovely model that I painted as well. So mm. might even re- repost it because I post so rarely. But uh, he and the, the Mist Mage is uh, having the Pure of Heart, which is the immune to panic. Uh, if the bear is killed, the uh, high player loses 100 weekly points, that one. Mm-hmm. And then a 20-man uh, unit of uh, Seaguard with uh, Lion Standard and uh, Full Command. Uh, then two 11-man uh, for some reason. They should be 10 men. They're 11, 11 men now, I see. But they should be 10 men. Two 10 men Seaguard units with. Uh, yeah, they got. Uh, all of them have shields as well. And then we have the ship's company, two, two units of those, so 10 each. And they have uh, bows and uh, light armor. So, what are they? How, how do they distinguish themselves? They, uh, the ship's company are, are either unarmored or light armored. Oh. And they are. If you can make them from the. Uh, what they call the archer kit or the spearman kit. Okay, so they are sort of like the the sailors. Yeah, they're, they're, in a, they're in a seamen. seamen. Yeah, if you if you if you say say the sea guard are the marines and the ship's company are the regular sailors that are armed for battle. Okay, but they will act as uh, support support units because they have their normal bows uh, and they have a shield, so they can still go hand weapon and shield in combat, so they can flank. Mm. Nice. Uh, only reason that there are three Seaguard units are that the ship's company are not. Uh, you can't take them as uh, compulsory units. For, okay. So you need three Seaguard units. And then two Great Eagles, uh, a unit of Sea Rangers, which are the same as uh, the Shadow Elves, what they're called. Mm-hmm. Shadow Warriors. Yeah, Shadow Warriors. And the Sea Lord are, is going with that unit of uh, Rangers. Oh. And uh, that unit will be. Uh, I think it's eight in the final. So it will be a larger unit. So you can sneak around with them, scout around with them, and uh, oh. flank flank shoot uh, ball throwers into people. <laughs> Yay! That's a cool um, uh, conversion yeah. opportunity there. Find yeah. him a really I, big ass bow. I am going to use the, uh, what is he called? Let's see. The Kedo Esekiar, the, the, the vampire from uh, the Black Library books, the Hollow King. That oh, was released yeah, a while ago. Okay. He doesn't take too much to convert into a shadow elf. Mm. And then uh, I have uh, two repeatable drawers. Mm. So uh, mm. I'm well, not going to say how much this, uh, how much firepower this army has. I think people already know. Yeah. What, seems the, nice. what will you use as the ship's company? I'm thinking of using um, my... Because uh, they have light armor, so I'm probably going to do the same thing as I did for my high elf archers, which is... Uh, Having um, the archer legs and uh, the uh, armored chest pieces from the spearmen. Do you have those bits? Yeah, hmm? I have uh, enough. I think uh, I might even have because uh, I can reuse one of the t- one of the units of uh, archers I already made and then uh, make another exactly hmm? the same. So this is probably my winter project after I've moved. Uh, nice. Yeah. The alternative is obviously of going even more monster heavy and having the Sea Lord on a dragon or griffin instead. But uh, oh, he can be on a dragon. Yeah, nice. Ooh. He can. He has the option of dragon, dragon, great eagle, or griffin. Okay. Also, he has a he has a two hundred weapon just because 
in case it gets into close combat, you can just slam someone in the face with a two-handed sword. It should have a mere worm as a mount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Or a giant fish or something. Yeah, or a shark. A... Shark, yeah. Oh, flying a... shark. If, if only there were models for a flying turtle. Yeah, now, now, now I know. Now I know what he is going to have as a mount. <laughs> well, at least, at least the mage could have. If you bring the stormweaver, the like the level four mage, and Ooh. have him on a sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, yeah golden yeah. demon winner winner there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's pretty much just to take a model from the uh, Ideneth range and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you see some cotton. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, my uh, the, the the large uh, Seaguard uh, unit also has the Lion Sander, as I mentioned. That gives him it immune to fear and terror. The Mist Mage goes in that unit, which gives uh, it also immune to panic. That unit is immune to panic, fear, and terror. Okay, I mean, it sounds like a very solid list. And uh, it it might uh, be one of those that needs to be scaled down a bit, but that is also why I've cho- chosen not to give the Sea Lord a uh, dragon or griffin. I think that's I, I think it also works better with the theme to not having on, on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it sounds scary, but I don't know. Ex- uh, you know, I guess they're quite expensive, so uh... yeah, well, the the Sea Guard unit, uh, the the nine the 20 man one, well, yeah. the 19 man is going, yeah. Stupid army army builder. Because <laughs> if you add a uh, captain or unit commander to that unit, it adds one instead of just converting one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, now all of a sudden I have, I have like uh, forty eight points to spare, fifty eight points to spare even. But uh, that unit uh, with uh, the banner and the uh, full command and everything is three hundred and sixty four points. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. With, that's a lot of goblins. Or yeah, something. that's 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 without the mage attached to it. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, uh, I would like to see how it goes against, uh, you know, a horde army or whatever, any other army. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they all have bows, but they still uh, only have the normal bows, and uh, they. Yeah, uh, what 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 would you struggle against? Like, uh, what about the chaos army with heavy heavy that have very heavy armor? Would yeah, they just shru- shrug shrug off the? A lot of shooting is strength three. That's yeah, yeah, like a dwarf army. Would that would be kind of hard, right? Yeah, try to crack. Yeah, but that's why you need the uh, mareworm and the sea lord with the bow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it sounds great. And you have the eagles to distract to get people to get to feed your enemy army into your army. Yeah, instead of having the entire army just charging in, then you're doomed. Mm -hmm. And then you could take out war machines or something also with the with the eagles. Uh-huh. Yeah, make it make it happen. Well, I I have all the models. It should should be possible. I just have to. I'm not gonna say find time. I should just. <laughs> <laughs> but after the move, after everything, it uh, it will probably be something that's needed to keep my sanity. I think. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of sanity, uh, Morten, what have you been doing in the hobby lately? <laughs> you mean lack of sanity? <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here sniffing the ah oh, the wonderful smell of chaos black primer. Mm-hmm. I am so I'm so glad that you continued with something hobby related. <laughs> <laughs> you could just beep that out and people will wonder later. Oh, what did he say? Uh, so I just primed uh, ten uh, chaos knights today. Uh, so happy to be, finally be painting them because I mean they are in a way my favorite chaos unit i think just so oh there's so much mass to them and like each individual one feels like a a mighty warrior on their own uh it's gonna be great to try to well when i get to field them later also and see how they do um so it's yeah just uh, it's not the very latest chaos knights but i guess the latest ones with square bases right it's not the slaves of to darkness kit that they released that you did nick does yeah so it's the ones that are a bit older, but the ones with the plastic horse, not the ones that had a metal head for the horse, right? Yes. Before that, you used sort of the, the they had the same knights as the Empire, right? Or something. Just a different head. Yeah. The horse. Yeah. Um, riders. Yeah. So they will be uh, Nurgle themed. And I went through my bits box and found lots of uh, lovely little Nurgle, Nurgle helmets from uh, all the, you know, uh, yeah. The blight uh, 
kings and whatever kits that I had lying around uh, and some spare shields and stuff. So uh, yeah, I hope they're going to, I think they're going to look good. Uh, also built or yeah, primed the uh, chaos giant that I bought this armored chaos giant, uh, you know, from mom miniatures or something like that. Looks kind of scary. He's got a big ass club that's pointing to the ground. And uh, Kazik, the befouled, this guy on the rot knight, or well, rot beast, I should say, uh, from the Tarakan book. He's also primed now. Ooh, he looks very nasty. Yuck, 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 yuck. So, uh, yeah, starting to uh, paint them up. Uh, but I have had a game quite recently because I had to go for, well, I say it's for work, but really it's for gaming, right? So I had to go back t- uh, to uh, Gothenburg to my old uh, gaming group there. And we had a, a big uh, five-person uh, five game, free-for-all, with uh, the rules uh, Battle Royale or whatever it's called in 8th edition. Um, and we had a 1,000 points each. And I actually played Lizard Men. Uh, because before I started with Fantasy, I, made a, I painted some Lizard Men just for fun. Because they were the first models that I ever got for the hobby. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, look, dinosaur people. I want to paint them. And then, you know, dipped them in different colors and they didn't look very great. But uh, when I was playing 40k, for some reason, I bought a bunch of lizard men just to paint for fun or something. But I, I looked at, you know, using orc rules for them or something. Very, very strange. But, but they had been lying around. And then I thought uh, I, thought I would uh, sell them off to some other guy or something in, in Gothenburg, but uh, might as well try them out once, right? So uh, we had a, yeah, it's a thousand points. Everyone had, uh, everyone placed one objective and you have to hold the objectives at the end of the game to get points. Um, and you can also get points for killing enemy generals or keeping your general alive, right? Um, I had a, a small unit of uh, 16 Saurus. I, I had two Skink Priests. Uh, I had a Stegadon. Um, and then I had uh, some Ripper Dactyls and two units of Skink Skirmishers with Javelins. Uh, then on my side of the table, I was facing uh, uh, Empire Soldiers. So there were some Handgunners and Knights and a Steam Tank, yay, in there. Um, very nasty. Uh, then in the center of the board, we had some Undead, so some hordes of Zombies and uh, Skeletons, uh, Flying Bat thing, the Terrorgeist and some Hex Wraith Riders. Uh, and they were facing off against uh, Dark Elves. So there were Crossbows and Spearmen, a Manticore and a Hydra on that side. And last, there was uh, the Wood Elves. That, uh, they were kind of, they were in a, the prime position because they, no one was really targeting them. And they were just running around in our uh, peripheral vision, shooting arrows at us. The arrows didn't do much, killed some zombies, but still they were... They had a very good position, uh, and they had uh, two units of uh, wild riders. No, wait, the glade riders, what are they called? Well, the riders with the uh, bows, and then they had some of those uh, wild riders, I think. And um, uh, glade guards, and uh, I think that's it. No, some some of those uh, shadow warriors, what are they called? Or wood elves? Waywatchers. Waywatchers, thank you very much. So uh, it was a fun game. The steam tank ra- rammed my Stegadon before I could ram it, and it drove over my dinosaur, which was very sad. Sad <laughs> moment. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, but I held off on that side. The Ripperdactyls were fun. They, they had this weird rule where you could place a little toad on a unit, and you mark that unit, and it drives the, ter- the Ripperdactyls crazy. So they went after the skeletons in the center and they wreaked havoc, havoc over there. It was a very tense game since it was everyone against everyone and people just keep, kept positioning, you know, a unit like, oh, what? Are you going to charge me? Ah, uh, if you don't charge me, I will shoot at this guy. Okay, okay, then I won't charge you, uh, Alliance. Uh, <laughs> so lots of backstabbing and, and great fun. Um, and it ended up being just a huge draw. Uh, because it, I mean, of course, it took forever, and I think we ended after three or four turns instead of six. So who knows what would ha- what would have happened at the end of the game? But uh, I was happy with the draw because, uh, yeah, Stegadon was down and the steam tank was scary and stuff. But uh, it was fun to get to use, yeah, play another army. Never played Lizardmen. Seemed to have uh, a lot of fun rules and uh, cool models. So, uh, and I didn't get to sell the army, so now I have it. <laughs> and, uh, now maybe I should keep painting it or something because I never finished painting it before. So 
maybe that's what I have to do in the future. Who knows? Uh, but uh, yes. Once you're done with your 10,000 point Chaos Army. Exactly. Uh, then maybe we can everything do is uh, everything is chaos if spiky enough. Yes, even even lizard man. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might be tomb kings before lizard man though. It's uh but the end game, you know, you have to bear in mind the end game. <laughs> Who knows where that what that will be? The end game is divorce because of too many armies. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what I'm working towards. We shall see. Who lasts longer? Um, but uh, yes, yes. Nicholas, any new stuff for you? No, I don't know if I mentioned the game that I played against the vampire accounts. My kiss stuff. Um, Can't the, remember. Like two, two or three weekends ago. Uh, but uh, it was a fun game. I played with my kiss stuff. I added like a war wagon from the Ravening Horse Empire list. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I scratch built these wagons. And I thought, oh, I could actually use them in the game for something. Uh, so it's one of those and uh, use more Cossars I was in more Cossars and then uh, that was a lot of fun uh, so now I actually bought even more Cossars <laughs> yeah I saw that <laughs> someone posted on like a Facebook trading page so I bought another uh, I think he had 14 and then I made two more from uh, just some spare legs and some Kislev like rider torsos a musician and a banner Um. So now I'll have another regiment of those. That'll be a lot of fun. And then I was thinking, like, uh, if I would play a more infantry-oriented Kislev army, how would I do it? And then I was thinking, and I've thought before, like, if I would uh, try playing a part of the army as Dogs of War, and what units I could use from that. And I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I could use some my Mordheim warband as duelists because that's like a skirmish unit it's basically like militia but they're skirmishers and uh, and I thought oh then maybe I'll have to just have some crossbowmen that won't really fit or some pikemen that won't really fit either but then I realized that like heavy and light cavalry they are also core units and dogs of war list oh yeah you're right so then I could use some of my light cavalry as the light cavalry and some of my winged lancers as the heavy cavalry and it even says, like, in the description of those two units that, like, this could be riders from Araby or even Kislevites. Mm. Um, so then I played around a bit, and it's, it's good because then I can add wizards, finally. Uh, but then, like, you also have to have at least half the army needs to be the main army, so they need to be Dogs of War. It's like, for a 2,000-point list, I have to have at least 1,000 points of Dogs of War. Um, but I ended up with a, a pretty cool list, I think. Uh, the biggest thing was like or trouble i had was uh what i would use as the paymaster because uh i don't think it like it's really thematic that the the kislev army would have a paymaster because like they're not paid to defend the land as such and uh like what would it be instead could i use like a use a guy with a bunch of booze on him but that yeah that, would that was be- my in that, that was my thought the vodka distiller <laughs> yeah and I was like trying to think like what that guy would represent because it counts as a battle standard bearer, so everyone wins while he gets to reroll leadership. And uh, if uh, the character dies, then the whole army needs to take like a panic test, and uh, everyone will hate the unit that killed it. Hmm. So then I was thinking, like thinking of my war Mordheim warband, that maybe I could use my bear Voitek as the the paymaster, that oh. he would be like the the regimental mascot, like the the regimental mascot model they made in 7th edition. Yeah. That he would just be like a well, yeah, mascot that would just like cheer people up wherever he went, that they get to reroll leadership. And then if he dies, then they'll be really pissed because he's like the, the pers- personification of Urson as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bear. They, they love bears. <laughs> so, and then the, like, the stats match pretty well as well because the, the bear in Mornheim is, is not super strong. It's like strength and toughness 4 and 2 wounds, which is the same stats as the Paymaster. So and that would also allow me to to bring the bear along. Yeah, do it. More we yeah. need more bears. <laughs> so the the list is like I had a, a wizard lord that's level three. I didn't really know what model to to get for that because I didn't don't really have like a nice witch on foot, and I don't want to use the Serena because she's the the Serena. I can't just proxy her as a normal ice witch. Uh. And then I looked like Reaper miniatures had a perfect model called like a winter witch. 
that looks exactly what you, you would want from an eye switch. Uh, but she wasn't available at Game Maniacs, just where everyone should buy all of their stuff. Um, and it said, like, delivery two to three weeks. And then I thought, oh, might as well just get it straight from Reaper then. And then it was, like, out of stock in Europe. And they had it her in, in the U.S. So like, oh, shit, it's going to take forever if I order her here. But then I found found it in France. Someone was selling her in France. <laughs> and someone was also selling her in, in the U.K. But then with the import tax now, it would be more expensive than to buy it from France. I'm getting a French lady sent a her today. <laughs> yeah. So she will be like a level three wizard lord, and she will be the general. Then I have a level one uh, eye switch. It's like a, an apprentice eye switch, who's usually uh, a member of my warband. She's a youth. Uh, and then I'll have the the hag, the Baba Yaga witch, mm-hmm. which I'll use like Lord of Shadows or Death or something. Something mm-hmm. nasty. Then of course the paymaster Voitek, the bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for core. I got the duelists. They have two hand weapons because they have all sorts of weapons. I thought I'll just do like the Empire Militia. Like they're equipped with whatever, but they have two hand weapons. Um, and then a unit of lancers that are actually cheaper in this list, like by a lot. They're like 235 points instead of 280, but they don't get the glorious charge rule, which is it's fine. <laughs> uh, and then two units of five light horse uh, without bows. So at least have swords. Uh, and then two cannons. I'll use the, the Galloper guns as like regular uh, dogs yeah. of war cannons, yeah. which would be cool to just have some artillery with the, the army. And like it, it makes sense because Kissa makes their own cannons as well, smaller cannons that are made in Erengrad. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they, uh, do, do they have uh, polar bears that drag them along and they on the sleds? <laughs> on magic ice. Magic ice. Created wherever they go. <laughs> yeah. No, these are. Perfectly normal, non-magical cannons. Ah. Uh, and then the Kissa part is two or two units of sixteen Cossars. Well, actually, one is fifteen with a boyar in it. Uh, a unit of ten Cossars and uh, a unit of nine Griffin Legion, along with a boyar in that unit as well. Very nice. But so, will the level three which take lore of ice, or is she a dog? Can will she only take one of the eight lores of? The dogs of war. So, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Like they're normally just allowed to take one of the eight lores. But it, like if my opponent would allow me, I would take the lore of ice. And if yeah. not, they would just have to take uh, lore of heavens. Might be fitting. Yeah. Or I just lore of fire just to, to <laughs> mess with them. Like if I, oh, if I can't take a thematic lore, at least take lore of fire. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sure it will be fine. Just imagining it being being nice. I mean, if you if you get to have a bear musk mascot i would I, I would think they would allow everything just to see that yeah i think that'll, that'll be a lot of fun to see like like an entire mordheim warband just running across the table yeah so. yeah so yeah uh, hopefully i will uh, get to play that army uh soon uh, painting yeah, do, up first. how much do you need to paint for that do you have most of the things yeah it's just the, the eye switch and the second unit of costars mm. should get a moment tray for them though but yeah, other than that, they're all they're all done. Everything's ready. Maybe I'll Make need a nice. new crew member for one of the cannons, actually. So yeah, really excited for that. As I was saying, like I'm I'm super happy with the 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 current situation of fantasy. Like we got a great gaming group uh, where I'm at. Like loads of people playing and uh, super keen on playing. Like we play that big siege battle and people are playing regular battles all the time. So yeah, we yeah. Nice. Jimmy was saying something that they're planning uh, like a Great War of Chaos battle. That'd be a lot of fun as well. We'd have to tag along. Um, don't know like, yeah. what they'll do without Kislev if they're playing yeah, Great War of Chaos. You could just bring High Elves if they do their Seat of Prague. <laughs> just three of them. I, I don't because yeah, because they were saying that they'll do like a battle outside of Prague or Siege of Prague or something. Mm. But uh, I mean, who was fighting at Prague? Because I think like only like Ostland and Ostermark sent troops before Magnus the Pious showed up. And that was after yeah. Prague. Oh, so the dwarves also showed up later. Or? But didn't yeah. didn't uh, Magnus uh, split his army and sent a contingent yeah. to Prague that arrived yeah. uh, li- li- while the siege was going on, when the dwarves were fighting and the two two three high elves were there and just tossing fireballs at everyone. No, oh. they, oh, they right. weren't in Prague. Like they, they showed up to Prague, the cavalry 
part of the the army. They showed up to Prague, but at that point, Prague was already taken over. That's uh, when right. they turned south to Kislev. Uh, oh yeah, I'm thinking of the other battle. Yeah, I'm so just, like just... at Kislev, like the dwarves were in the in the city defending, and then with the Kislevites and probably some Empire dudes had showed up before, um, and then Magnus showed up with Teclis with that part of the army, and then yeah. they were surrounded, and then the the riders that had gone to Prague showed up at the Hill of Heroes and charged down. And then the dwarves charged out to the gate, and then every everyone was happy except for Asavarkul and Engrad. Yeah. <laughs> that that should, would be awesome to recreate. He, he should have learned something from the movies because the heroes always look to the east on the dawn of the third day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should have just stood outside of the gates with all the, the riders and then yeah. charged into the massive chaos in the night. <laughs> yeah. Also, I have, while well, well, you two have been talking, revised the Seaguard list because I realized that you actually need two oh. units of Sea Rangers to make it legal. Oh, okay. So it's now has one unit of ship's company and two units of Sea Rangers instead. Fair enough. Oh. Oh. And I have like 70 points to spare and I don't know really what to do with them. <laughs> I'm sure there will be some extra elves somewhere. So um, if you guys could choose one of, uh, you know, iconic battle in the Warhammer fantasy universe that you could get to recreate uh and you would be you know you would have the perfect board for it and all the armies which one would you say i mean it's hard to beat the the battle of, of kisla mm-hmm. um i mean oh. Mindenheim would also be really cool like yeah. the storm of chaos battle <clears throat> or the one uh, in uh the the malekith books where the dwarves and elves fight together against chaos that yeah, massive that's a... when when they get or and they later get cursed, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna do my get my revenge. You, you meddling elf and dwarf king. Yeah, I mean, like if you would have a, a cool table as well, like the what is it the the 17th siege of Toralesi, yeah, or whatever it is the the final one that would be really sick as well. Just a, a bunch of dragons and like loads of dwarves and loads of big war machines and like a big high elf city. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or the battle on the plains uh, where Malekith uh, faces off against the, the combined uh, High Elf armies uh, led by Tyrion when he's yeah. just got to restore the armor of Anarion. I think that like the Kislev battle is a lot of fun as well because it's dynamic. Like things are happening. Yeah. It's not just like an army attacking a fort. Like you have yeah. two relieving armies showing up with loads of like big big name characters. Yeah. And as opposed to everything that takes place on Althorn, there's not too much magic involved. That just uh, everything gets solved by magic. Yeah. Because that battle is uh, solved by Tyrion uh, pretty much uh, running around being the incarnation of Anarion and Teclis uh, getting into the head of uh, Malekith and saying, ooh, we're going to torture you from inside. We know know the bindings. We can unlock the bindings that makes you not on fire. Pretty much. And that would be really hard to <laughs> recreate on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Just have a table uh, on a uh, start to roll on the turn three on a one to five, nothing happens on a six. Uh, Malekith catches fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love the idea. It's a great for uh, uh, yeah for a gaming group to have sort of an end game in, in mind like that. Uh, we will play the the Battle of Kislev in the end, but until then, we'll just have a. Bunch of good games with chaos against Kislev and Empire and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's some cool scenarios in the General's Compendium for that as well. Like they have this scenario, like the the battle to end all battles that we like yeah. to play sometime. Yeah. Okay, boys. It's getting late. Should we yeah. wrap this up? Yeah. Just one thing uh, that you can mull over after the recording is uh, over. There will be Idoneth Deepkin parts in my Seaguard, the non-Seaguard units of the Seaguard. The Sharknado? Uh, no, the uh, Sea Rangers, actually. Hmm. I can't remember who they are. Are they the, like the drowned ones? Are they the, the albino guys? I'm going to use bits from the uh, Namarte Reavers. Yeah, is pretty much, yeah, I have no well, idea they, what they, that means. <laughs> They're they pretty much all, all albino, but those are the ones that are the most rangery of the Hydenath models. But I mean, they have some see. cool models with bows and stuff. Yeah. I could see. 
Yeah. You you'll see when they're finished because they will require a bit of conversion. I have yeah. used uh, bits like that to convert uh, the uh, models. Well, I used Shadow Warriors and the crew from uh, the Dark Elf Chariot before to make uh, models, and these uh, have the same feel. Just make it a bit more dynamic and not have 10 identical ones. Mm-hmm. Much. But uh, yeah. Uh, I have no, nothing against that. They still make lovely models for Age of Sigmar. So whatever you can use, whatever you can salvage, do it. Yeah. If nothing else, it will be. Just it will be something a bit different, but uh, I'm not going to use any of the heads because the heads are weird. It's extremely weird. <laughs> the challenge will be at, the, at least they are skirmishers. So you don't have to rank them up. So that will help. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh well, on that bombshell, should we wrap this uh, up for this time? And uh... yeah, great. I mean, wonderful that we keep getting oh little little things that keep uh, us interested for. What's to come? The new edition to end all editions. <laughs> or one edition to unify all editions, if we, if we can hope for something, I guess. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. <laughs> I could see. I think it'll unify the players, because either it'll be so good that, you know, 6 Z and 8 Z can come together and play, or it'll be so bad that it's like, well, I'd rather play 6th edition with Niklas than that crap. <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah i believe i i i want to believe yeah, we, we, we are all hoping that it will be the best game it can be and uh we'll see closer to when it's actually released what it's actually going to be mm. i doubt uh, any of us are going to partake in any kind of testing on it so <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't get your starter boxes yet to try out oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's a good night for me. And me. Good night.